Howdy doody. My car looks nice today. Yep. Thoughts on Spotify? Not really. What's there to think about? Good day. Uh, Biden or Trump? Trump? Trump will win unless there's massive amount of cheating, which is totally possible. <clears throat> but it doesn't matter. It's just it just doesn't matter. It's Christmas. Yeah, almost. I like your work, bud. Thank you. Nice hair, thank you. Not washed, but, but showered. Hey, Roosh. I'm not Roosh. You already tried that joke. It's not funny anymore. Hey, Bob, do you have a backup? Uh, no, my backup is my physical work. So that's why you buy my books and um, and my paintings. That's how you support me. <clears throat> the the account itself you know Instagram could go out and you'd have to re, I'd have to rebuild but um it's not about the account Cheating is a conspiracy theory. Yeah, cheating doesn't happen. Do you really think there's a chance of civil war? Not really. I mean, the, the civil war already started, you know. The war is a labor war. It's a um, convenience war. It's a war um, of uh, atomization versus community. Uh, and so it's been happening. You don't need to make a civil war. Even people who, who uh, you know, want to fight against uh, masks and all this, you know, appeal to authority, <clears throat> basically a scientific dictatorship. You go out in the street, there's no one to fight. You know what I mean? Like if you look at a person who's appealing to authority right now, appealing to the, the lab coat priesthood, you don't go, you can't go out and fight them. What you're fighting against is compliance. So it's, it, it's, there's a funny irony or dichotomy there where the, your enemies, your alleged enemies, are people who are just um, already submit, uh, already in submission. So it's kind of funny. Where do you, what are you going to do? Go outside and uh, pull a gun on someone and tell them to take their mask off? <coughs> the war is, is really just a spiritual thing, um, and it's been happening this whole time, and so that's what we're in. And uh, it was a slow progress into it. And now um, your growth out of it or um, away from it is going to be slow too. You're not going to just do it overnight. So Civil War, aside from uh, a bunch of, you know, Craigslist uh, people who show up in uh, written houses and, and uh, people who show up in the streets, they're not fighting for anything. There's nothing there to fight for. That's what's so funny is that you're fighting in the, in the streets that are already gone, that are already bought out by the conglomerates. <clears throat> and so um, I don't think a civil war would just be sort of like no different than um, 
someone stomping on the ants and they all fight each other, you know. <clears throat> There's nothing to fight, you know what I mean? Like your your war isn't against someone, it's against yourself. Um it's against your your um your own vulnerability to depending on uh you know all these massive um companies that are propped up during this time. Plandemic or overreaction? Uh totally planned. One of the biggest scams, uh, frauds I've ever seen in my 40 years of, of uh, being alive. <clears throat> Am I a hunter? No, I would love to learn hunting. Uh, right now, you know, the, the waiting for permits and lotteries and stuff, and, uh, you know, that's enough for someone who's already good at hunting uh, to deal with, let alone having some newbie like me asking them questions the whole time. So unfortunately, my hunting um, trajectory is probably uh, probably correlates directly to my land ownership. I don't know if that's going to happen soon. Um, so if there's anyone out there who does who is in Colorado who gets a ticket or um, a permit and is going somewhere and wants to bring uh, a chatty, um, you know intellectual artistic special boy uh let me know what do i want to talk about today let me check my inventory um let's see what do we got here this is something funny i saw saw this post. It was like, you can love LGBTQ plus people all you want, but if you are actively supporting candidates that work to eradicate the rights of equality of LGBTQ people, you're not an ally. I realize this word ally is a funny little uh, joke. If you just put the two uh, words together, an ally, they wrote anally in their poster, um, which is pretty funny. What else we got here? Oh, finish this today. Uh, it's in reverse for you guys. Uh, but um, I also just got an order from someone from Canada, another artist. Uh, I'm paint I will be painting this on a two foot by two foot canvas, which is uh, my dream. Um, so just so you guys know physically outside of pictures what this looks like. This is an eight by eight by one and a half. Um, I'm up to almost 20 of these, um, and I love doing these. They come out really sharp and cool. Um, so that's something I'm really excited about. Um, did I ever write graffiti? No, graffiti is useless to me. It's ugly. It doesn't say much, and if it does say something, you can't read it anyway. It's really just for a little you know, pretty, like, just, it's like the lowest form of art, in my opinion. What is that? An SJW with a mask? Yeah, this is the re-girl. This is basically, um, when Trump first won, this is the famous girl screaming. And now I just put a mask on her, because that's the second, uh, basically the, <clears throat> the sequel. Um, what did I want to show you guys today? 
Why are liberals super racist to people of color who are Trump? Well, they're just, they have no foundation for truth. I mean, really, when you get down to the bottom of it, they're, they pick and choose, you know, relativism. Um, and they have no, they have their own idea of what progress is without realizing that it's totally arbitrary and uh, incoherent. How can I get one of those? Uh, you can order one. You could you DM me and tell me which comic you like. Um, and I'll give you a link with a discount. A discount code. I will give you a discount code. That is what I'm doing. That uh, I was drawing a, uh, a Ben Shapiro. I started a Ben Shapiro animation today. So you guys should be excited about that. <clears throat> now, I want to show you guys something called... Some of you may have seen it. Some of you may have heard about it. It's called the, take this phone out. It's called the milligram experiment. So I'm just gonna watch, this is gonna be uh, two minutes. So let's just look at this, uh, shall we? And this is back, who knows, 50s, late 63, 1963. Let's take a look. A decade earlier, psychologist Stanley Milgram had also looked at how we respond to authority. In order to understand how people were induced to obey unjust regimes and participate in atrocities such as the Holocaust, he set up an experiment. Volunteers were told they were taking part in scientific research to improve memory. Would you open those and tell me which of you is which, please? Teacher. Separated by a screen, the teacher would ask the learner questions in a word game and administer an electric shock when the answer was incorrect. He was told to increase the voltage with each wrong answer. Cloud. Horse. Rock. House. Answer. Wrong. 150 volts. Answer. Horse. Participants didn't know that the learner was really an actor, and the so-called shocks harmless. You're gonna get a shock, 180 volts. volunteers were prepared to administer a potentially fatal electric shock when encouraged to do so by what they perceived as a legitimate authority figure. In this case, a man in a white coat. A man in a white coat. I think something's Milgram's findings horrified America. They showed that decent American citizens were as capable of committing acts against their conscience as the Germans had been under the Nazis. So, the uh, couple important things there. One, the teacher in uh, this case is everyone outside who uh, approaches someone else, um, like my wife at a store, and says, You put the mask on! You put the mask on! 
Um, and so what, you know, what's the... In May 1962, whoops. All right. an experiment is being... What's the... Um, uh, yeah, so the common theme here, like Voltaire, uh, if you make, if you get people to believe absurdities, they will commit atrocities. So in that case, the person is believing the absurdity that that's a real test. Uh, it's not that absurd because it's uh, reproducible. You could actually do that test without an actor. Um, and there's a key point in that, two points. One, the lab coaties. <laughs> lab coaties. Uh, in this case, someone with a lab, lab coatie. Mm, yes. Um, that's one key element that that is still parallel today. And then the other was the guy specifically said, I'm not going to kill this guy. I mean, who's going to be responsible? So there's two layers. One is the line at which someone draws their morality so far as what's indecent no longer on the table for them. And I believe many people have uh, varying thresholds of this. Um, even at the most basic level, if we're all at a, a riot, we all have varying degrees at which the, th the threshold exists that will um, will actually throw something or break something. Some people have really short thresholds and they do it immediately. So that guy had a, um, and that's 63, where people were still mostly connected to uh, moral, uh, moral law, God. Um, they, they had a grounding for morality that was beyond man. And so you even saw him going, well, no, I'm not going to, I can't do this. You saw the resistance to it. Um, but in the face of resistance, it wasn't about what he was doing. That, that was just a part of it. The key, the key part in that, in that little clip was him asking who's going to be responsible. He created an agreement. He created his own negotiation um, with with the authority, um, and that's what the compliance actually is. The compliance happens before the action. The compliance happens um, sometimes even internally without dialogue, which is to say, whose fault is it? As long as the authority told me to do it. If I, the, the authority told me to wear my masks, even if it's not good for us, uh, shut down my business, even though I can't feed my family, um, take the vaccine, even though everything says not, uh, says not to, at least the other person in the lab, Cody Cody, is responsible. And that's actually where compliance occurs first. It, we look at compliance like the action, right? No, the action is always followed. It's subsequent to a, um, an internal or external agreement with the, with the teacher, in that case, the guy who's, who's actually pushing the button, and the lab Cody Cody, the, little, the guy who, who studies Krabbies all day. And he must, he must know he's studying Krabbies. You're not. You're just an electrician. You're just a stupid little peasant. Stupid little peasant, stupid little peasant. Listen to Krabby Man. And that's all it really takes. And then stupid peasant man, against his own uh, intuition, against his moral uh, backbone, he submits so long as that, at least that last wall was uh, surpassed. The last wall being, well, who's going to be responsible? If it's not me, 
then uh, we're good. And that's that's really what we're seeing here um, in every aspect of it, um, in every part of history. It's about that first agreement uh, where you let it off your shoulders. And it happens. I was talking to my friend uh, Gabe who visited, and uh, we were talking about illegitimate authority um, and how this same thing happens in the family with men. And it's always men. Everything starts from the the man, the man, um, you know, uh, how if the man relinquishes his own authority in the house and it becomes sort of like a open-ended democracy in the house, um, he's, he's basically relinquishing his responsibility. So if it goes any particular way, right, um, in that case, there is no lab coty. It's just everybody's the the subject, and uh, you know the the woman might make the decision. The man might. We don't know. We don't know what's going on. There's no hierarchy. There's no true north, um, and it basically removes the responsibility of the man. So when men are all like uh, we equality, everything's equal, blah blah blah, all they're doing is asking the same question that guy in the film is asking, which is, well, who's going to be responsible if we all make the wrong? If if it all goes sour, at least it's on both of us, right? Um, and that's the that's the beginning. Like uh, the gamma male requires that as an initiation. It's like a a way of um, getting the male to submit. Um, and for a male, uh, regardless, there's always a vulnerability to relinquishing, relinquishing or giving up or forfeiting your, um, your role, your masculinity, um, your, your being a representative of, of God, of God's law. And when you do that, you give into a false, inadequate, uh, authority, which is just like general, the general masses authority or, um, or the lab coty authority. And, um, you know, like my friend Gabe said before, it's like that inversion, uh, really messes shit up because, um, you know, when you say you make a, the female, you try to push the female as a male, you just end up with a shitty male. When you try to push the male as God, when, when men think they are God, you just end up with a shitty God. And so, um, these things are all tied together and it really, it really comes back to morality is, is who becomes the authority? Who do you, in the moment that you say, who's going to be responsible? If it's not you, that's the moment you worship another man. The moment you make someone else responsible for your, your, actions, your morality, your submission, that's the moment. So that's an arbiter. So if you're ever wondering, you know, I talk about uh, a lot about always look to what someone, what something, what must be true for someone? What, what can you see someone worshiping? Can you, can you see when people are clearly worshiping something other than God? The, the, um, the giving up of responsibility and ownership um, over your moral, uh, underlying foundation, 
that's the moment you get you get submitted, you get bent over, and that's when you give it away to other people. And in that, in the sense of the family, um, when the when the father looks to the lab Cody, whether the mommy's acting like the lab Cody or she he, he looks to the state and it says or looks to the zeitgeist or the culture and the culture is the lab Cody that says oh you you just don't worry turn the knobby turn the knobby and then he goes okay who's going to be responsible though you guys it's not me right it's not me right and that's what we're seeing now is like it's not just the authority in in the medical field in the lab Cody's it's convenience it's um if if you if Amazon hand feeds you your spaghetti, you know through the window through a, with a drone, um, then you don't have to be responsible for feeding your chil your uh, children. You don't have to be re responsible for keeping yourself alive, for building out your community, to upholding uh, moral standards, uh, to protecting customs and traditions, uh, your lineage, your heritage. All of these things that go out the window, uh, both before that kind of world takes over and also um, after, um, continually. Um, and so it's all atomization. So even in that moment, that guy in the film became atomized. He became a unit that was um, associated himself with a larger authority and he became no one in a way, which is really interesting because um, in a way it's true, but it's an inversion. So we are, we are individual humans with agency, um, free choice, free will, and without those things, we can't uh, have morality. We need the choice to submit. We need the choice to um, fail. We need the choice to sin um, so that we can make you know, th those two are inextricably tied, morality and choice. But we always have a choice. And so um, when we give it up and we say we turn man into the authority, in the, into the God figure, then we actually, um, it's our first step away from uh, God's law. It's our first step away from morality. And we think the irony, the the kind of, messed up trickery there is that you are still pursuing morality. So in other words, that guy in the film who, who looked to the lab Cody guy and said, well, this guy's getting hurt. Who's going to be responsible? It's still coming from his moral backbone. He's still asking based from his foundation of morality, who's going to be responsible? Is This can't be my fault. It presupposes that something is very wrong. Um, and he knows it, but then the next phase is who, as long as I'm not responsible for it, then I don't know what to say. It's just, uh, unfortunate. And so, um, it's just such a great microcosm, a really accurate microcosm of what's going on today and why understanding that experiment and understanding humans, um, and that, that battle of morality, um, that your morality will fly away like a, a hot air balloon if the moment you give up responsibility. And that's the first uh, step. And that's an agreement. That's something you do internally. You say, well, I'm not. 
Nobody's really watching me. I can do this. Uh, it's not really hurting anyone. We can do this. There's always a there's always a condition and reasoning. There's always a, some fake, very low level um, justification for these things. For even the 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 smallest sin, the smallest deception, <coughs> there's always a justification. And uh, and that justification you think is with yourself. And what you're doing when you justify things to yourself is you're turning yourself into God. You're saying, you're doing the same thing as turning the lab Cody into God. You're saying to yourself, well, I'm the arbiter now. I get to negotiate with myself and say, well, it's not, wasn't that bad. Ah, well, no, nah, it didn't really hurt anyone. Nobody really saw me do that. I just, it's fine. And um, all you're doing is arguing your own responsibility out of you, out of your hands. So <clears throat> it's just a really powerful thing because it still applies today and it will always apply. Um, that's it. How do we defeat Bill Gates? Uh, we've already defeated Bill Gates. Bill, Bill Gates is a some sort of arm piece of another thing or he's playing his own little game. <clears throat> but you use um, ridicule and you reduce him to the peasant class by uh, mockery and embarrassment. So my, you know, memes or whatever, uh, jokes, animations, uh, basically bringing him into the level of like South Park level humor, subjectivity to that. Um, uh, that's a good way of uh, reducing his power, his illusion of power, because he doesn't have any power. People turn him into the lab Cody guy in the video, right? So the the powers with the guy with the person who's turning the knob it's nothing against gates so what the what you do is you get the person in that video who's looking at the lab coding and go who's going to be responsible oh, at least bill gates is responsible it's not me i'll i'll vote for you know all this shit i'll force vaccines you know what will happen to my child with this practice run um you know that becomes the um once you make Bill Gates your daddy, you're you're safe, right? So the way out of that is you um, you impact the guy who's turning the knob. You don't go after Gates particularly. You reveal Gates um, as a joke, so that the guy with the knob doesn't even turn to the authority, the illusion of authority, and say. Well, is it your responsibility that I can still do this, right? I can still do this, right? I can turn the knob and zap the people and put my put uh, face masks on my little kids and get them injected with shit. It's all good, right? It's the authority who's... It's going to be their fault. And then we're good, right? Then we're... Now, so you get people to um, lock into their own morality and trust their intuition again uh, and throw away the lab coat worship. Um, and the way to do that is to reduce those people, the image of, uh, the imaginary image of, uh, of that authority, you reduce it to uh, peasant class, reduce it to us. We're the pet, we're the peasant class. If they force us to get vaccine, they can't force you. Um, 
there is one law from 2019 where they could you, someone could basically take your child to get a vaccine without your consent. But that's all about who you're trusting your kids with. So again, the responsibility always goes to you no matter what. And so um, no matter what happens, you know, the, the forced vaccine is bullshit. Like no one's going to get forced vaccine because uh, there's enough people who will line up for it. And uh, that's not how they're going to force it anyway. Their force is going to be coercive and based on convenience. So for you to fly, maybe for you to get a bank account, for you to, there's going to be a, 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 a spiritual fight and there's going to be a line and a hill that each of us find ourselves on where we decide that's the hill we're not going to, we're going to die on or we're going to fight. I'm not going to die on it. You know, I don't like that saying, cause it's like, you're not, you, you won't die. Um, so, um, in the, in the case of the video, that guy, that wasn't a hill that guy was willing to die on because he sold his responsibility away. So the hill that you die on in, in, in that, uh, matter of speaking is, is always, um, is always going to reflect you maintaining your responsibility. Like when you fight to the death, that's responsibility. So someone's attacking you directly, your responsiveness, that's what responsibility is, your ability to respond. And so um, the guy in the video failed to respond. He then submitted his responsibility and gave up his the trust he has in his moral character to respond to his ability to respond to the situation morally and stand his ground. Um, and that's what spiritual battles are. And they're, they're, they're all, most of the time with ourselves, actually, this is what's funny about this, uh, this kind of, um, habit we all have myself included, where we make up an enemy, we make up a Bill Gates and a George Soros and yeah, they're fun to make fun of. And a lot of the stuff we're pointing out is actually true. Um, but turning them into a scapegoat is another form of, of worship is another form of they're doing it. You know, we got to stop them, but really most of the moral battles we have are just, did we stand up? Did we say what we needed to say when we needed to say it? Did we say no to things when we knew we should say no? Did we, um, not do the things we said we weren't going to do and do the things we said we were going to do? and so forth. <clears throat> and all of that character um, builds in reflection of others. It builds in other people. So when the same way a, uh, a smile is contagious, so is responsibility. When, when a bunch of men stand up and they say, no, we're going to speak out about this and uh, we're no longer putting up with this nonsense, other men go, oh yeah, that's what it's like to be a man. Like, oh, that's what it is to be a responsibility. Your ability to respond. You and Owen both don't think vax will be mandated. Alas, the money system. Well, it doesn't matter. It's like no, mandate is just a written word. There's a lot of things that are mandated. Like, you know what I mean? Like a seatbelt is mandated, but people do, it's still you putting on the seatbelt. So they don't have the capacity, um, nor are they going to use military to round up people because that's going to just create war and the beast system can't uh can't invest in 
murdering their income, murdering their crop, where their crop. The whole thing is all about fear, getting to the brink of, of fear for everyone, finding the really, um, you know, the lowest common denominator, the most prominent form of fear, uh, the most useful form of use of fear um, for compliance. So it doesn't matter what they mandate. It's like, mandate what? You still need force. So all you're going to see is a bunch of people going, it's mandated, right? We got to do it. Look, they're doing it. My neighbors are lining up. I guess I'm going to line up. And it all, it's all compliance. All that... All you need to take to take that down is enough people to just go, no, I don't care about your mandate. And uh, you come in my house and you're going to get bullets. And that's the hill I'm going to die on. They, if they use force and try to pick you up physically out of your house to get a vaccine, that's when you shoot people. Am I a prepper? Not really. You know, there's some something useful about preparing for certain things that might happen and might not happen. But no matter how much you prep, you're never separate from reality. Like you never, you're only a step ahead or a couple steps ahead. So yes, a couple steps ahead could save you and your family. Uh, but it's not like it saves the world or saves your your world um, that you're living in because it's all connected to, uh, all, you know, all things are happening at the same time. So you can't really escape. You know, Owen talks about that with moving to uh, Idaho. We all have in our, our, you know, over dinner with friends, we're like, oh, it's, it must be nice, you know, so to speak. Uh, oh, to be in Idaho or Mississippi or Florida or any of these places that are, you know, saying no. There's still the nonsense, you know, it's still there. You don't ever escape the nature of nonsense because it emerges in the departure of, of morality. It emerges when people are the, the teacher in that video who are, who are um, turning the knobs, you know. So um, how to battle that, you don't get to a point where you win. This is what life is. Life is this constant uh, moral fight, you know, constant, never ending. It, it goes until we die. It's the whole purpose we're here. It, the purpose of being here isn't to rearrange the world in some like, you know, tikkum olams, you know, heal the world. We'll finally get our land and our, and then we'll live and then the sun sets. And then it's like, no, it's never like that. It'll never be like that because man has fallen and other men are fallen and the world is not ours. This is not, we're not, we're just, we're in this world, but we're not escaping the world like this material world. We're not building, you know, you know, we don't just live out a life that we could take a single picture of. That's not how it works. And so the, the battle is always constant. So that's why to me, to some people, that's like, sounds cynical and uh, a lot of weight on your shoulders and sort of like, oh shit. But to me, that's the most freeing reality is that it's ongoing. It's the whole purpose of being here. Uh, that's the whole purpose is your moral, your ability to maintain, uh, practice, proliferate uh, a God's commands. That's it.
and you can't win. That's what's so frustrating people. You don't get to win. You don't get to move any place you want. It doesn't matter. You still have to deal with your, your morality constantly. It doesn't go away and it's fine. That's what's so awesome about it, you know? Love and blessings from Northern Ireland. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, oh, Sharon. <clears throat> Endless struggle till death. Yeah, but it's struggle and joy. It's all, it's all of it, you know? It's not just the Peterson aspect. It's like, it's all of it. You struggle, then you miss your struggles once you win. You Once you, you know, you know, you live in a small space and then you want a larger space and you work really hard and you do crazy stuff and you, you paint pictures and make memes in your tiny little kitchen, living room combination. And then you get some land or whatever. And then you miss this, the thing that got you there, you know. Well done. Did I do a decent Ireland, Irish accent? That's that's uh, surprising. <clears throat> will they eliminate cash to have everything tracked? Yeah, they're going to, I think uh, Australia will probably do that. And then some of the uh, very effeminate uh, European countries will follow suit. Um, that's another one that's going to be a moral, a moral battle. Because... The, you can't stop the way of the world. You can't, nobody was going to stop cars from being the norm, in, in other words. So technologically, it's almost like tech obviously can be used for good or evil, right? Explicitly. But its trend itself is always very material-based. It's always convenience-based, which isn't the basis of morality, it's always based on efficiency. It always drives us further to efficiency. And the irony of efficiency is that it removes your responsibility. Um, so you're no longer responsible because the thing made the thing. The thing plucked the corn. The thing planted the plants. The thing delivered the water. The drone fed you spaghetti. And so the more the technology removes you from having agency and making choices, um, you're basically just an open mouth. Uh, ready for an AI sort of like monster production, a super automated luxury communism production center that just feeds you your, your shit. <clears throat> and the problem with that is you lose your agency. So the reason a dollar is useful, it's not because it's valuable. It's not valuable because of the value we add to it. It's valuable because it's a physical thing even if it's worthless and, and will burn in the street, it's a physical thing you hold and your hand is real. It holds something and you hold that thing and it can be forcefully removed from your hand or you can forcefully hold on to it and fight people off. But more importantly, you get to use your agency, your free choice and be like, I'm going to trade this thing here we see in the physical, even though it represents negative, even though it's totally made up, um, even though we owe money on it, um, you have the ability to tr to make your own transactions, decentralized transaction, meaning you get to say, I want the bread for this dollar. Rick, will you give me your bread? And Rick says yes. Now, that's off grid. That's between two men. Um, crypto... 
when it removes the physical aspect of, of transactions, it then can implement the, uh, the modes or uh, requirements for, for uh, participation. Why? Because someone owns those systems. No one owns the system of your hand handing a dollar to Rick, Rick's hand who's handing you bread with his other hand. There's no platform that owns that, those two mechanisms. They're too unique. Jim Bob, Rick. Jim Bob hands Rick money, Rick hands him bread. <clears throat> that doesn't exist on a digital platform that someone owns the, um, the mechanism, the logistics, the, the servers. So this whole, you know, decentralized my ass. It's like, you know, you're... You're basically, when things go digital fully, okay, Facebook was digital. Let's just pretend that socializing became digital, right? Mostly has. People then own the, um, the physical layer, which is the phone itself. Um, they, own, uh, the, they own the content layer. They can decide what content goes and doesn't what words you can say. Imagine that in the reality of trading uh, money for bread with, with uh, this Rick character. Imagine in the middle of the transaction, you froze. Rick's has his hand out. He has his bread in his other hand, ready to hand it to you. And the transaction itself freezes, you know, like a freeze frame in a movie. And uh, a little prompt comes up and says, sorry, Jim Bob, you just um, said X, Y, Z and posted this anti-Semitic rant or whatever it is. Um, the moment the transaction freezes and then they look at Rick and they're like, oh, and Rick too, you're, you have some questionable tweets. You also are an NRA member and you just purchased ammunition. It's against our policy. It's uh, according to our new community guidelines uh, to keep people safe. Um, you know, we can't have you, anyone who buys bullets and guns has to wait uh, two weeks to be cleared to uh, sell bread. That's, I mean, you don't need a clearer understanding of what the implications of a full digital currency is. It's obvious. And then every, you know, the libertarians who whack off to blockchain and all this shit, they think that the NSA didn't create blockchain in the white paper that they wrote. They think some Japanese nonsensical character created it because he's going to fight against the government. They're so stupid. No. No, the whole thing is a big, it's a big uh, marketing for, scheme. You know, Satoshi Yamayoki or whatever the fuck his name is. You know, that's just branding. You know, that's just like Q. It's a, it's a psyop to get people the counter to get on board with the central planning. Like, it is, it's totally central. Like, no, it's blockchain, it's decentral. Nobody can hack it. It's like, who owns all of it? Who runs, who will buy up all of the servers? Who will you rent the, the mining system, uh, systems from? Who owns the electricity? Who can shut off the electricity that powers the mining, the mining rigs in your closet with the fans on? Who owns that? Uh, no, no, they wouldn't take that. I mean, they wouldn't take that. They wouldn't shut your electric off. Okay. Well, sure. Whatever you say, buddy. Satoshi Nakamoto. Yeah. It's just like, 
or NRA or NSA. Chinese troops on the borders invasion. No, we're not going to invade you. No, we already did that. Huh? You depend on us completely. We give, we make all your plastic. We make all your electronic. We make all LeBron James sneaker. You already are bitch. Why are we going to invade? We don't need to invade. No. Why are you so dumb? No. We're not invading. No. No, they don't. That's silly. Maybe Canada. I mean, Canada could be taken over. If there's any... If there's any collection of men in a country who can be taken over right now, it would be Canada and, like, some of the uh, the Nordic or Baltic countries where their men are just perpetually in scarves. Just everything's a scarf. If they're not wearing the scarf, they wrap the scarf around their waist. You know, they have chacos. They have, they have wooden uh, crocs. You know, they're just ready to go. Damn, sorry, Jim Baba, your Chinese impression is not up to PSR. I don't know what PSR is. I'm so sick of, like, three-letter abbreviations, you know. It's just, I don't know what they mean. I'm 40 now, Okay. Will the degeneracy like OnlyFans ever go? No, no, they'll go away in the communities that no longer have them, but um, that's also a moral. It's perpetually in existence. It's of the world. It's, it's material, it's lust, it's flesh. And so that never goes away. Um, no, it's all, it's, all, it's all the same shit and it's a different form, different representation, you know? You know, when I was growing up, I grew up really strict, strict to how... Religious household, not a lot of technology. So when I uh, became aware of my my uh, sexual uh, desires at like 12, 13, um, it was so strict in my house, I had to draw my own pornography. And so, you know, I had to actually kick a really strong addiction to stick figures. Do you believe the revolt might become after the election? There's going to be some sort of reaction. I don't know if it's called the revolt, even though it's revolting. It's It'll be like, if he wins, the left, the left <coughs> will freak out, cause some havoc. And then the right, the right, the Rittenhouse right might re respond to that left and, and do a little ping pong game. You know, they're, they're, it's like they're in a, it's like they're in a frat house. And they think they're in like reality, reality. Um, you know, they think they're out in the world, really. Um, and and they're just playing like beer pong, like violently. They're just playing violent beer pong. And um, they think like whoever wins is going to somehow, you know, it's like beer. This is what's funny about beer pong, um, which is why I never played it, is if you win you lose because you just get really much more drunk because you're playing forever. 
you just win. You just keep winning and you're losing. It's, I see the, the left-right stupid street warfare the same way. You know, like if, if Biden wins and it's proven that he cheated, everyone will, you know, the right, the, the conservative right with the hats and everything, they're going to get up in arms, blah, blah, blah. It's just so stupid and gay. It's like not, none of it. Biden winning could be really good. Trump winning could be really good. Biden winning could be really bad. It's your choice. You get to choose. Why? Because whoever's president, at least at the immediate level, doesn't dictate like how I spend my morning, you know, what I teach my child, you know. The fight of your local the, the local politics is really where it's at. I mean, people should just abandon the presidency uh, for what it is, which is just uh, optics. It's like uh, just uh, a show, you know. Do they get really elected? I don't know, maybe. Should you vote? Sure. Can national politics influence uh, state? Yes. Can state politics influence local? Yes. So there's. it's not like just don't participate. It's that... It's that if you're hung up on the national and not your local, then you're full of shit. Um, and so that's where it's at. It's like you can actually impact local regardless of what happens on a national. In fact, if Joe Biden won and had all this draconian nonsense, right, come, come up, you know, in, in, the, in the pipeline – that would be perhaps some smoke for people to see and be like, oh shit, we got to organize at the local level. So we create a, a little bit of our own iron uh, dome, you know? You basically need a cultural iron dome, regardless of who's president. And so building that cultural, uh, traditional value set, uh, religious based, uh, whatever, maybe educational, you have to build a dome that protects you from external forces. It's like we look at all these people who we say are archaic, um, ridiculous, and now they're laughing. The Amish, the Orthodox Jews, the Hutterites, uh, Hutterians, um, you know, the Mormons, uh, though they're definitely going toward modernity, I think, uh, the Mormons. Um, <clears throat> they were all just like, what? What changed? Wait, what happened? What are you guys worried about? What's happening? What are you guys doing? Why are you guys wearing those things? What are you guys doing? Crypto what? I don't know what that is. I have to go build a wheel. What are you guys doing? Oh, you're putting all your transactions and every all your currency onto an imaginary platform that doesn't really exist in reality? I have to go build a spoon. I'm making ice cream from scratch. I just made butter. What are you doing? You're making fun of my beard? I don't care. I have a beard without a mustache. I'm Amish. I can do that. What are you doing? I have to go to, I have to, go to Whole Foods to get bread. <clears throat> JP, how do you feel about the Great Reset? Well, I mean, the, the World Economic Forum has really has really been in 
a feature behind the scenes for quite some time, and only now that they have a check mark on their Twitter account are people becoming more privy to their their established goals. And so, you know, I've done consulting work for a variety of firms that have similar agendas, and I've got to say that they're that they they stand for something noble, but that the question is noble by what on what basis and who's and and you know progress based based on who you know and what it's like fuck it's like we don't it's like the world economic forum you know it, it the question is is it is it really a forum i mean the word forum assumes that everyone has a voice and can speak up you know but but i don't know if 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 that's quite um you know what's going on over there with those people you know but nonetheless, uh, if they would have me back to to consult or write up some sort of agenda, um, I would happily ob oblige. But 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 I can't tell if you all really don't believe in nukes. I uh, I mean, nukes as they've been presented are unlikely. Um, we know that people habitually use fear. And so it, all you need to do is convince people something really crazy exists. And then uh, that's all you need, clearly. Like, why would you build, actually build, why would you build bio virus warfare if people will comply even if it's not real? If you can get people to hide under a desk for no reason, and get people to wear masks and put masks on their children and shut their own livelihoods down over something that doesn't exist. You don't need to build any of it. Any update on billboards? Um, yeah, my, my contact um, who's said they want to fund the whole thing in uh, Santa Cruz area, which would be awesome because Santa Cruz is like super blue hair, uh, you know, super liberal. So that would be awesome. <coughs> but I'll keep you posted. If that falls through, I'll do a, a fundraising through my Instagram. And it's not about the money because I know there's enough of you who would donate to that. It's about getting a company or a city or someone to get to be able to actually do it. And I don't think there'll be a problem. Most of my stuff is not even, uh, you know, um, doesn't cross the line enough to even get me banned from Instagram. So I feel like it's applicable and um, I don't think it'll be a problem, you know. Maybe I wouldn't be able to get like the hate speech one where the, the gay dude is barfing out a rainbow laser and it's exploding my head. But that also, people wouldn't even understand that. Something like Bill Gates holding the needle and some green stuff shooting out of it and him saying, you know, your body, my choice on a massive billboard with a cool, like, light teal background. He's wearing his, his uh, pastel Easter pink sweater and he's just smiling. Would be awesome. Especially considering billboards are always fine. They're always clean, vector and my work is sloppy as fuck. You know what I mean? It looks like I did it with my left hand or my toe. And um, that's it works for it because the message is strong. And so the crudeness is accepted. 
but the crudeness itself on a billboard would actually draw eyes because the same way, you know, they figured out like during commercial breaks, if they, they actually, um, people thought making them louder would be uh, more useful to, for getting people's attention. But if you remove the volume, people actually look at the screen because they think something's wrong. Similarly, my stuff on billboards would do the same thing where people would be like, that doesn't, that doesn't meet the standards of billboard quality. Like that's not a guess ad or anything. How did that get up there? <clears throat> and I would really like that. I like that contrast. How was my Halloween? It was a little bit depressing. I mean, we had fun. Um, you know, my wife was like, cause we walk around and our town is, we thought our town is like super non-cucked. Um, but again, even if, even in the places where they're so right leaning, <coughs> they still, people still become that guy in the video. You know, they, they become the guy who's appeals to safety. Even if they, this is the, the trickery about all this. Even if someone doesn't really believe in it and all the, knows it's all nonsense, another aspect of um, their character, which appeals to their good side, uh, you get people who, um, who for other people, to be considerate, they play into the nonsense. So they are assuming someone else is dealing with uh, the, you know, in their head, the, the craziness and they're really worried. And so you're doing it for them. You know, you're, I'll just do it for you and make you feel better about everything. And so it's always appealing to the good, but we walked around and usually our area is totally lit up, uh, people everywhere. And there, it was just probably 15% of what we would normally see in the neighborhood, but we still went out and we, you know, chugged along with a couple of uh, neighborhood people we don't re we didn't even know. We just kind of became friends with them. We were all no masks, going around, making fun of the whole thing, but still having fun. And that's the the thing. And you know, my my wife Megan was down a little bit about it. And then you know, I always remind her and myself and a lot of you guys that being in the minority in this situation is a blessing. Um. You know what I mean? Like it's easy to get discouraged and look at how easily the masses, the majority masses can be manipulated. But it it's a testament to you, to who you are, to who we are, that we're not the norm. Um, it's an indicator. It's a testament. So take it as that and rejoice in that because um, you're needed. You're needed to your family. You're needed to each other. Um, and being in the minority in this scenario is, uh, being on the, in, on the awesome team. Like, so just remember that when you feel down and you're like, why don't more people, you know, do wake up? Why aren't they so stupid? It's because of that experiment. It, you're dealing with something that's always been in play. It's never not been in play. Cause guess what? Let's say there's no pandemic because there isn't, but let's say that this never happened. Guess what? The majority is still a bunch of consumerist uh, sheep dependent on convenience. All this did is fast forward the platform, the, uh, the expansion of tech, 
the expansion of uh, digital currencies, expansion of power over our uh, mobility and so forth. Surveillance, you get it. That's all that happened. It's just a quick catalyst. But the prerequisites, the preconditions for all of that to happen were already happening. You know, in fact, many of us maybe were more materialistic before this. We're more uh, unaware. We're, we're less aware of our, our, uh, our convenience, our addictions to convenience. And this is all just a good wake-up call. No matter what happens, don't ever, don't ever take the side of God, but then argue the circumstances. You can't have both of those. You can't be like, Trump would have won if they meant. No. No, you don't get to decide all that stuff. You get to influence it, but there's never, you, you can't actually believe what you believe and disagree with the state of things as they happen. Because it's not the circumstances that determine your morality. Like, you determine that, you make the choices. And all of this is just, consider it like um, you're a character in a game. Your game, your, your, your sprite, it has a look, it has your DNA, it has your family, it has your moral character, it has your beliefs, it has your uh, uh, whatever, your personality. And you're chugging along through this game and the, the backgrounds keep changing and this, the boards keep changing and the difficulty changes and the music changes and all this stuff changes. Um, and the only thing, the only real game that you're playing is can you maintain the things that you have? Can you, and not material things, can you maintain your character through, through it all? Can you, no matter what the board is, no matter whether you're in an experiment, you know, like I played in the beginning, can you uphold your, your moral framework? Um, cause the game, the Trump won, Joe Biden lost, mandatory, this, that. It's always testing you. It'll never stop testing you. There's never a moment where we're going to reach the other side and win and suddenly, uh, we won this game. There's no winning. There's not, you're not going to win the game. Okay. And so, um, that's meant to be relieving for you. You know, that's not added weight. That's actually relief. Is it sinful to participate in Halloween? I don't think so. I mean, I, you're not celebrating, like, you're not doing a ritual in the act consciously toward a god, another pagan god or spiritual <coughs> shit. <coughs> it's literally my kid laughing, holding a, can a bag, getting candy, and seeing other kids happy and laughing and other parents laughing. And then you come home and you literally throw all the candy away. And then you tell them, uh, you have to make up a story after you do that, though. That's the only sin, is that you have to lie to your kids about where the candy went. Um, but no, sin is conscious. It's It's like choice. Yeah, you can, you can, you can participate in degeneracy or uh, evil without knowing it, 
but um, I don't think the, those kind of like peripheral, very superficial customs, uh, cultural customs are uh, aligned with like spiritual worship of, of dead and, and ghosts and all that. It's just more like, uh, I would say it's like, I would say Halloween is like a, it's like a form of LARPing. I just tell them it's straight up poison. Yeah, I tell them it's really bad for them and that uh, women shouldn't be toothless. Some links to show friends COVID is fake. No, you can't do it. It doesn't matter. Once someone buys it, if they're not willing to see how it's clearly not consistent with their direct reality, think about what... Think about what we're asking of ourselves. Okay, someone doesn't see through the nonsense, right? In front of them, in their reality. They walk outside. There's actually nothing in their reality that says there's a deadly pandemic, right? Except for some retards wearing masks. That's it. That's why they need us to wear masks. It's like they need to demonstrate with an act. It's like a comedian. Like a comedian can say a joke, set up in a punchline, a premise in a punchline, and sometimes the punchline requires an act out, which is when they actually act out the, th the thing that they're making the joke of. Maybe they do an impression. In my case, I'll do an impression of someone. Um, that's an act out. The mask wearing is the act out of the joke called the pandemic. The, the premise is there's something deadly. Uh, the joke um, really is that it's not real. The act out is everybody's wearing masks and it's not real. So if you're looking at your friend who thinks this is real, they've already rejected their own intuition, their own reasoning, their own in-the-world experience daily, looking around. Nothing is nothing supports uh, the narrative at all in front of them. So if you know that's true, if you know that's the case with someone, you sending them a link or some meme or some numbers is not going to undo what is done to their head because they're choosing that. They're, they're choosing that. It doesn't matter. It, it's like if they don't see that, that's it. I mean, you're... It, it, it'd be like change it. The only thing that could change that is suddenly everyone said don't wear masks and they stopped wearing masks. Then they would go, oh, well... No, no, they'd still go, well, no, they were able to take off the masks finally because we wore the masks. That's why. You know, why did the mask man mandate end? Because we wore masks so much? You just, that's it. You just, you can't, you're, it's not even your job to help them. Um, I think it's your job in a way to uh, reflect back to them who they want to be, who they want to embody. Uh, and that's really just joy and laughter, freedom, uh, without fear. People love, people cling to their fear, but, um, they also strive and, and desire fearlessness. So those two go hand in hand, like just because someone's vulnerable to their own fear and, uh, and being a slave to it and being submissive to it and so forth, it doesn't mean 
that they don't desire otherwise. So we have to not, there's a scripture about judging the heart and it's easy to judge the brain, but we have to uh, be careful because we want to judge the, we don't, we're judging the heart. Like we, we, if we can judge the brain and just say, oh, you're, you're lying to yourself and that's a shame. There's no moral issue. You're not judging the person as a person. You're judging their mechanisms. They're, they're, they're acting consistent with how the world's occurring to them. And so, um, but the, the impactfulness comes uh, when you refuse to judge their heart and you keep it open. You go, oh, just assume, instead of assuming everybody is a, a dumb sheep, right? We can all assume we're all sheep, right? It just we're choosing which follower. We're choosing the shepherd. So if they're choosing the uh, the lab coat shepherd, the Ill illegitimate authority, um, let's just say that's you know that's the case. So how to get them out of that is not appealing to authority because obviously that's what got them there. So you have to reveal joy. Like you can't judge their character. We have we have to actually assume that even though they're stricken with fear and paralyzed, um, that they're stuck in their, 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 you know, they're stuck in their ways, their convenience, they're frozen in time. <clears throat> if you look at them and assume their heart is still open, that they're, not their brain, then you have to move them with the heart. You can't move them with the brain. And so, I, that those the irony is it doesn't require convincing. The irony is it all it requires is that you share that, whether it's in music, art, laughter, humor, asking someone to take their mask off. We've been doing that a bunch, you know, asking people to see their smile, even if for a second they take their mask off, even if it's they just pull their little face panties down and reveal their their glorious little mouth and just smile with their eyes and their mouth and their face. Just for that moment, you're moving their heart. Then their brain will follow or not. But you do have the opportunity to do, to, uh, do that. And I trust me, you will gain more uh, joy. You will experience more uh, sense of power and um, gratitude. You will see humans... Uh, um, not so disgustingly if you do those things. If you move with, with, um, with your gifts, you know? God didn't give us the gift of discernment and reasoning and logic to puke it out on people to just, you know, and I get the irony of I'm the one talking here because my work is mostly uh, revealing the putrid nature of man. <laughs> but um, he gave us discernment to show what the truth is, but in a way that's joyous, in a way that moves people, their spirit. He didn't give it to us to compile a database and then show some video of like uh, child trafficking, like some kid coming out of a cage somewhere, cleaning off an altar at Tom Hanks's house, this kind of stuff. No, he gave us discernment, logic, reasoning, compassion, joy, humor, so that we can reveal uh, his image through us. And, and uh, his image is not someone who's going like this. You're such a sheep, you fucking stupid fucking sheep. 
I'm a, I'm a Christian. You're a stupid fucking sheep. Like, no, you're not gonna, that's not it. That's not gonna do it. Is it immoral to tell someone you have a medical condition to get out of a mask wearing? Uh, no, because, I mean, most people would take that on its face to mean you have a note from the doctor and it's specific. But the but that's always true if you really think about it. All of us have a medical condition called our um, livelihood, our, um, our mental and physical well-being. Um, that could easily prohibit us from wearing a mask and should. So it's never a lie. Um, that excuse will work for anybody and should work for everyone because it's true. Um, but if you look at it from some particular view where it's like, do you have a specific note about asthma and some sort of uh, hyperventilation and anxiety attack that's on a note from a doctor? Um, then you're being, it's just like, <laughs> you don't even need to go to that level, right? Plus you can just buy a shirt from me on my website that says medically exempt and you don't have to say anything. Because someone can't ask you what your medical condition is, and which is the root of all of this, is um, laws that prohibit government or companies from seeing your medical status, HIPAA laws. Um, everything that's going on right now is basically a violation of that. Because we're assuming we're discriminating against people based on the assumption of knowing their medical condition and that they're a disease, they're a diseased being. So, um, yeah. Christians are referred to as sheep in the New Testament. Yeah, we're all sheep. Again, again, it's just the shepherd. It's just like the beginning, you know. The, uh... A decade earlier, it's like the psychologist Stanley Milgram had also looked at how we respond to authority. In order to understand how people were induced to obey unjust regimes and participate in atrocities such as the Holocaust, he set up an experiment. Volunteers were told they were taking part in scientific research to improve memory. Would you open those and tell me which of you is which, please? Teacher. Separated by a screen, the teacher would ask the learner questions in a word game and administer an electric shock when the answer was incorrect. He was told to increase the voltage with each wrong answer. Cloud, horse, rock, house. Answer, wrong. 150 volts. Answer, horse. Oh. Yeah, so you get the point. Uh, basically, the authority, we're all sheep, and there's always a moment where we make our shepherd a lab coat guy, or a guy with glasses, or our accountant, or the banker, or the professor, and so forth. And um, so there's always sheep, we're always sheep, and we're always looking for the shepherd, and we want the most sound. Um, we need a transcendent shepherd. Uh, for anything, for any of it to be true. And so man isn't transcendent. And so wearing a lab coat doesn't transcend man uh, or, th uh, you know, sub you know, rel it just relative authority. It's just, it's all fake. So it's like, yeah, you know, how Megan just wrote, who's your shepherd? Yeah, who's your daddy? Who's your sky daddy? Um, 
so basically we're all vulnerable to making other people, other things, the, the creation, we're vulnerable to making the creation our shepherd. Uh, we're vulnerable to making uh, Dildo Dawkins and uh, Stephen Hawking our shepherds, you know, Neil Tice DeGrasse, these kinds of characters. Science, the idea, the concept of, you know, science is my shepherd. Um, and so we're never, shep we're never shepherdless, just like we're never godless. We're always turning something into a god. That's why I never, I don't tell people or use the phrase people are godless. Um, they reject God or they invert God and they make God a uh, physical thing. And, uh, and they never get away from it. Back to that like uh, illegitimate authority. You're always trying to f turn something into a God if you reject the transcendental God. You, you're, always, you're always trying to. You can't get out of it. It's impossible. You're always doing it. <clears throat> so, um, black science man, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the shepherd thing is powerful because it's, we all, you know, the scripture is we we walk through faith, not by sight. And, you know, dildo doctors, that's, that's ridiculous. We don't walk, walk by faith. We, we walk with other defeats. We're bipedals. We used to crawl around like gorilla monkeys. Yum. Yummy yum. Daddy. Daddy. Well, it's absolutely absurd. There's no, there's no faith in science. Science. We, look at the look at the numbers. Yeah. Look at the little numbers. And we, look at the meniscus. Yes. 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 Poo. Crabby poo. Mm, I studied crabby poo for, for many years. Yeah. <coughs> uh, but it's true. You walk by faith, not by sight. Well, well, what do you mean? We we can see see the truth in the world right now. Well, there's truth all around us. We can measure it, yes, with science and empiricism. Yes. Oh, Daddy. We can measure Dad. Daddy made me measure him. Ooh. Um, no, still faith-based. Well, how, how? That's absurdity. How is that faith-based? Like, I'm going to listen to some, some Instagram, Instagrammy mammy named, named Jimbo. No, I listen to the lab, Cody. Yes, yes, Well, it's faith because you you have faith in a process and you have faith that there's such a concept called truth that you're arriving at. Otherwise, if we're just material, dildo Dawkins, sound, meaning is useless. It's There's nothing, there's no real meaning or truth to anything because it's just gibberish. Because you're just a pile, you're just a vat, a walking sludge puddle of... Um, you know, water, biology, uh, misfires, you know, atoms, particles smashing together, just chemical reaction. What makes you think there's such a thing called truth? And you get, and that the sounds coming out of your little tiny mouth, dildo, um, means anything at all. We have no choice. We, you know, all we have is what we what we can see and measure in the material. Yes. The, the only the only possible truth that we actually know is what we can uh, obtain from science and experiment. Oh yeah. Is that true? What you just said? Well, what do you mean? It well, is it true? What I just said. What you just said? You just said you. The only knowledge we can gain is through scientific experiment. Is there a scientific experiment to prove that that statement is true? Well, I know they've got Now you're playing semantics with me. I study crabbies. Yep. 
I'm outie. I'm outie 500. I'm not going to deal with uh, some religious zealot trying to question me. Empir yeah, empirical proof is limited to the five senses. Yeah. Someone says, well, we can only know what we know through sense data. And then you're like, well, can you, you can't appeal to sense data to know that's true. But Dillo Dawkins and, and Neil Tice Degrassi, these logical and philosophical retards uh, never use philosophy and basic logic to question their own assertions. They just go double down on the materialist Zephyr a magic carpet ride, you know. I can show you the world. Oh, material, material, shining, slimmering, material over sideways. No, it's all relative. There's no, there's no real sideways. Uh, up or down, everything's everything. Yep, yep, yep. I love that movie. Yes. I can show you the world. Oh, shining, shimmery, crabbies. I'm imagining Dildo being the leader of the crab people. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we've got crabbies, and there's on the other neighboring island. There's a tribe of 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 prawns, and there's a king lobster. There's a king lobster. I would love to study him. Oh, I've heard I've heard magical stories about him. Yes, yes. He sits on a little throne, a little desk, little wooden carved desk. Yes. Mm, ah, ooh. And he, he, he speaks uh, in great lengths about the problem of man and he helps the little pronies organize their little holes and he helps them dig little things in the sand. And uh, uh, he says, clean your little sand pit. So, yes, mm, yeah, yes, he, yes, he poo, yes, he poo. Did you say people who blindly wear masks would have been Nazis in Germany? Um, not necessarily because, um, because there was a level, at least in the beginning, where Germany wasn't, wasn't complying. Like that all started actually from non-compliance. They weren't going with the trend culturally. They weren't going with the banking trend. They were rejecting the compliance uh, system. But ironically, just like Ted Kaczynski, um, the reaction to something like that, if you base it outside of uh, God's law, moral law, and you try to fix a new vision of society, even if it's away from something that is argu arguably worse um, you end up repeating the same methods because you ultimately make man God and you, uh, you think you can create utopia. So uh, a lot of that is a response. So today, what would be more uh, parallel to that is that if the homesteading, um, the, the, the right-leaning, uh, anti-establishment, anti-banking, pro-morality, pro-God, um, if they... Uh, formed a fascia, if they formed a bundle of sticks and they decided that they had to eliminate people 
um, then it would be more likely that the anti-maskers uh, would uh, play into the same behaviors uh, of that time. But I don't think that's going to happen. Anyway, I got to wrap this up. I'm going to celebrate family member's birthday. So, uh, again, uh, buy Savage Memes Volume 2. Get it in the physical because it won't, it won't last. If you want a physical painting, DM me which one you want, and I'll give you a price in it and a discount code. Uh, otherwise, uh, have, have a good Sunday, and I'll talk to you guys later.